You're listening to 101 with Tommy Zam. On the 51st episode, we sit down with Tessa Lena talking about music and life. Let's do this. Hey, what's up, Tess? How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. And so you're out of where? I'm based in New York City. Oh, wow. What part of New York? So I'm in Washington Heights, which is also the neighborhood that I grew up in. It's in Upper Manhattan. Okay. Yeah. How how you like it there? I love it. It's uh it's a very residential quiet neighborhood. What's nice about it is we're right by the Hudson River, so we're like right on the water. Um we also have a lot of parks up here. And it's just like a really community vibe up here. It's really it's really nice and calm and quiet. It's kind of a little bit removed from the hustle bustle of downtown, mm-hmm. but it's really cl- quick and close to get downtown, so it feels like you're having the best of both worlds living up here. And and how far are you from um, downtown? So if I hop on the A or the 1, it takes me like 30 minutes to get downtown. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not too shabby. Yeah. And, and you don't drive that much at all out there, right? No, not really. I can drive, but it's it's so annoying to find parking. It's such a pain in the, in the butt to find parking in New York City, especially in our neighborhood. There's a ton of people who have cars because it's so easy to get out of New York in this area. But no, I don't drive. My mom does have a car, though. But she used to teach in Jersey, so that's why she would do that commute. But I personally do not have a car because it's way too much work. Plus, it's just easy to get around by by train, you know? That's true. Or, bi- or bike, you know. You can, you I could you. bike, yeah. Biking is a little crazy, but some people do it. Some people brave it. I will take – have you heard of Revels? They're these, like, motorbike yeah. Um, rentals. Yeah, I will dabble in that sometimes, which is fun. Is that, from a, is that from a late night from the from the club or something? <laughs> no, no. But I will take it across town because I feel like getting across town, the trains are just and the buses are really slow. So it's fun to take those across town, which are fun. Yeah, yeah. you know, you know, as I mean, I'm I'm an East Coaster. I'm actually from Florida myself, oh, or cool. from Florida, so I'm from basically from the South. Yeah, yeah. And, and I never, you know, my my dad family and my dad are from new york and jersey area okay cool and and i never been to new york i mean only time i've been to new york is is flying from florida to new york to south africa that was the only oh, time wow. that's a crazy flight yeah and and it was cool because i was like i was all excited i was like cool i get to actually hang out yeah. in new york for a little bit no nah, i couldn't because uh, i think we went in winter time and it was cold as anything oh yeah the winter can be a little bleak here it's actually the perfect time right now because spring is happening and it's when the entire city comes alive because we've all been hibernating and low-key depressed from the winter. <laughs> and now the, like the streets are just electric with energy because people are out, they're going to the park, they're going out to bars. It's just like really good energy in spring in New York. So if you come to New York, come in the spring, it'll feel very electric. It's awesome. Susie, that's going to be hard for me to leave San Diego. You know, I know. You guys spring. have It's nice all the time there. <laughs> Well, I will say that people say that, but I yeah. mean, we have had a wet, cold winter and our wet, oh. cold winter is like probably like 40 degrees. Yeah. And but it's is been it raining, raining a lot? It, it rained a lot yeah. this winter. And, you know, our worst, actual worst months are May gray and June blue. Mm. Oh. And then after that, it's like 70, 50 all year long. Wow. Damn. Yeah. I yeah. never thought you could have a rainy season there. That it, makes it, sense. Oh, and it's very rare. I mean, it's very rare to have hmm. a rainy season this year. You know, it basically yeah. rained the whole entire winter and it was like 40 degrees, you know? Yeah. Honestly, we didn't get like barely got any snow here. It was like raining the whole time here too. It was weird. I was like, where are we? It felt like a tropical climate, but who knows? 
I felt like I was back in Florida. I was like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> You're <laughs> well, like, got... I left Florida for a reason. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> exactly. I mean, but we got a lot of snow out here. The mountains out here got a lot of snow. So. Yeah. Well, that's good. And there's been a drought in California, no? So uh, that's been that's been really so good for the drought there. So that's good. Yeah. Well, you know, they'll, they'll say we're by August. They'll say we're in a drought again. Yeah. You know, so oh, jeez, doesn't last long. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what got you into music? Oh, wow. What got me into music? Um, I think I've always been in love with music. Um, both my parents are musicians. My dad is a piano player and composer. And my mom was an actress and a singer. And they actually met doing a show together. So from a very young age, I was accompanying them to rehearsals, both for musicals and um, shows that my dad was producing and putting together. And then my mom had a arts and action company where she would take us around to different schools and put on plays um, for disenfranchised kids at schools. So I was immersed in it at a young age. Um, and so I think I've always had a love for it. And I think in my heart, I always knew I wanted to pursue the arts in some form. But only I decided to pursue music heavily um, was re after returning. I used to teach English in Thailand, actually for like a year and a half. And I came back to New York and I was like, I think I want to be a singer songwriter, but I wasn't sure for sure because, you know, the arts are, it's a pretty unstable career path mm -hmm. as you might know. Um, so I wasn't sure a hundred percent, but you know what I thought? I just didn't want to be 80 and like regret not ever trying something, even though it might be really hard and crazy to chase your dream. I thought I'd rather give it a go and see how it goes. And I've always kind of fell in love with songwriting. I took a class in high school where I learned four chords and I just started songwriting with those four chords and it became like therapy for me. So at that point, I think I was kept it in like my bedroom, like a secret. And then I was like, you know what? I freaking love this. I think I might <laughs> want to take this outside the bedroom. And I started going to open mics and, and meeting other musicians and putting myself out there with my songs. And I just fell in love with performing and it just kind of snowballed into where we are today. Dude, that's rad. And so, yeah. so your so your mom was an actress. So you went yes. to all her like her like was she like a um, a Broadway movie star? She kinda? she did like um, a lot of plays when I was younger. She used to also work at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, which is like a acting conservatory in New York City. Um, I actually think when I was in five, I was in a couple of the plays that they put on at that no acting way. conservatory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was like, we need the extra like kid in this scene so they just put us me and my brother in this scene wearing these like little 19th century outfits for some like play or whatever so yeah I've just been around it my whole life my mom mainly did um stage acting but she also sang too she used to go on cruise ships and do all that kind of singing so she did a lot of musical stuff she kind of did all did it all and then she did a couple acting gigs as well on some film sets um but yeah she was like a jack of all trades in that way but then when she had kids she was like oh wow we need a little bit more stability income coming in and then it kind of changed the game and she got into teaching and she was a high school drama teacher for uh, many years and she just retired like last year. So. Oh, that's rad. Dude. Yeah. And, yeah. And to have that experience, you know, being around your mom and your dad too, we'll yeah. talk about the dad, um, yeah. being around your mom and, and learning all that stuff and mm -hmm. not saying like it's getting, you know, slammed into your head. You're like, Oh, this is what I want to, this is what you got to do. But it seems like your parents are very like, your mom was like very laid back. It's like, hey, 
why don't you do this? Or, Hey, you can do this. You can do that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, no, totally. It's what's funny is that when I was younger, I was like, I'm not going to be like my parents. I'm not going to go into the arts, which is ironic because most parents are like, be a doctor, like be a lawyer or whatever. But they were supportive of whatever career path I wanted to take. But I was like, I'm going to be different. I'm going to go into politics or whatever it is that I wanted to be when I was younger. Um, but I think deep down in my heart, I knew that I like loved it. But I was a little bit scared. I was a little scared for the lack of stability and financial security that that could give to my my life, you know? So I was a little apprehensive. But then once I started actually embracing and I realized, oh, shit, this is pretty amazing. <laughs> I have to do <laughs> I was like, I kind of have to do this. You're, you're like, like, oh, you know, man. Damn. I, no, literally, I was like, oh, shit. Well, the apple doesn't <laughs> far fall from the tree, I guess. You know, you're like, damn. Once you love something, it's hard to not want to keep doing it right and i feel no. fortunate that i that i have that feeling about something you know yeah no that's 100 percent true you know i mean uh, to definitely you know to put your heart into something that you love to do yes and do it instead of doing putting your heart into something you don't like to do but you do it because society tells you to do it you know yes yes that that's definitely part of it too right there's a societal pressure of of taking a career path that makes you that feel safe that you think will give you the reward that a financial security or whatever it is. But yeah, the arts is a, it's a tricky path, but I think what's amazing about our current age is that there's so many avenues with which to take it, especially for all art forms. So especially social media and the internet, it's really expanded our, our reach of being able to do what we love, which is awesome. Yeah, definitely. And then your dad, so your dad was, composer house so that's pretty yeah. yeah so my dad um grew up in the church and i think his father who i never got to meet but he passed when i was i wasn't born yet but mm-hmm. he also played piano and then my dad grew up in the church and started to play piano as well um and he can write sheet music i was i remember being really young and he would be sitting at the piano handwriting sheet music and as technology advanced he then started learning a program of like composing on a computer and digitizing it but he used to have like oh my god so many file cabinets full of sheet music that he hand wrote which is probably dating him now but that was that's what i grew up with at a young age i saw a lot of and he'd be up at crazy hours just writing music he used to work in churches and um write music for that but he also worked with artists um and definitely worked on and played for piano for certain musicals like around the city and he'd do like annual shows at hotels and like Atlantic City and that kind of thing when I was younger. So yeah. Sounds, sounds like your parents sounds like your parents lived a free life. They lived an extremely free life. Yeah. They both moved to New York at a young age to follow their dreams and the arts and um I seem to be following in their footsteps. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah there you go. And, and what's your brother do? So my brother he also is a creative mind as well. He um, is really into graphic design. Um, okay. He went to Pratt and got a graphic design degree there. And he has been still dabbling in some graphics, but it currently is kind of deciding where he wants to go if he wants to continue it. But yeah, he's also a creative mind too and has designed many book covers and worked for a lot of a lot of um, sports companies, actually. He's worked for Yankee the Yankees and um, NHL and done a lot of graph graphics and sports graphics and stuff like that. So he's a digital artist. So that's awesome. That's awesome. 
that your parents, you know, raised two, two kids as creative minds, you know? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I think when you, for some reason, I, I've had this conversation with other friends. I'm like, why is it the people that have artistic parents, usually one of the kids ends up being in the arts themselves. It feels like something that really like gets passed down through like genes or something, which is a weird thing, but doesn't it feel like that when you find out like a lot of people that are famous in the arts, like you find out their parents were actors or their parents were artists and you're like, huh. Guess it just seems to when you're yeah. around it, you feel more free to embrace it. Maybe, maybe that's part of it. And and what's and then what kind of music do you, did you grow up listening to? Oh yeah, so I grew up listening to a lot of different styles, um, a lot of Motown. My mom loved Motown. Um, mm -hmm. She loved Marvin Gaye, which I'm obsessed oh. with. I love Marvin Gaye, Stevie Marvin Wonder. Um, yeah, I grew up on like Joni Mitchell, Carol King. Um, who else? The Beatles, I listen to a lot. Um, basically anything my parents would be playing in the car, I would be jamming out to for sure. But it definitely was in that arena of the 60s <clears throat> of the music that I was definitely raised on. So a lot of like soul, really good lyrics and song and melodies from that time period, I'm definitely influenced. So in a lot of my music, I feel like I draw inspiration from those artists. For sure, Marvin Gaye, for sure, Joni Mitchell, Carol King. Um, who else? Stevie Wonder. Yeah, the Beatles. Yeah, those were probably the top contenders. And a lot of Motown. A lot of Motown. Yeah, Motown's yeah. good. I definitely yeah. love Marvin Gaye. I mean, Marvin Gaye oh, is classic. Such a classic. You just His voice is amazing, too. It's just like his songs warm you, you know? And yeah. my mom always had stories of like when she heard that song come out and like when that, what she was doing at that time and da da da, da You know, so that was always fun to hear for sure. Yeah. I mean, I mostly grew up, I mean, I grew up like with that, you know, with, with yeah. like the 60s, the 50s, mm -hmm. you know, um, some of the 70s with my mom and because my dad was gone. He was in the military mm -hmm. and stuff. So he was gotcha. gone in my life. So it was mostly my mom. So she was like a big Phil Collins fan. So oh, I, nice. Yeah, so Phil I, so Collins. I, so I grew up listening to a lot of Phil Collins and the Genesis and, you know, and like the old, you know, 60s and 70s and some of the 50s too so i mean yeah I, who from the I, 50s i'm trying to think i feel like i don't even remember i know right <laughs> i know my grandma loved frank sinatra like every time i saw my grandma she was playing frank sinatra she was obsessed with him i don't i'm correct me if i'm wrong is he from jersey i don't know i think he's from he might be from jersey i think he is right I, I could be, we both could I, be wrong. We could be totally wrong. But yeah, my I, my grandma was obsessed with her. So I definitely listened to her a bunch too. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot, you know, a lot of, a lot oh, of that yeah. good music, you know. For sure. And, so and one of the, one of, um, I mean, there's, there's actually, I was looking up this one song from Marvin Gaye. Mm. Um, I can't think of the name of, I have the name in my head, but I can't think of the, the actual song. But it Is was, it What's Going On? I love that one. What's that's Going a good one. On? That one's so good. That's a good one. And then the other one, what's a man, what's a man want? Is that Marvin Gaye? Oh, oh, oh no, I know what you're talking about. Who is that by? What a man wants a woman? That song? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that Marvin Gaye? It could be. I don't even know. Yeah, look, <laughs> it might be. It might it be. It might be, yeah. That's a great song too. That's yeah, that's amazing. a good song. That's whoever whoever sings that song, Classic. that's a great song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whoever sings it. Yeah, that's a great one. That's an awesome song. No, it's definitely. It's and so so you said you went to Thailand. So what was that I did. like? That was an awesome experience. Yeah, my road to music hasn't been, has not been like the smoothest road. It's kind of been like this thing I always did in the 
in my own like privacy. Mm-hmm. And I, in Thailand, I decided to move there because I was working at an office job. I actually worked at Planned Parenthood. Um, mm-hmm. cause my degree that I got in college was a women's gender and sexuality studies major, which okay. means it's basically like a sociology degree with a concentration in like women's history. And, um, I wanted to work at Planned Parenthood cause I really wanted to help women. This is before I wanted to do anything with the arts. Um, but I kind of was working at a desk job in front of a computer for like eight hours a day. And I was like, I don't know if I really like this or if this I'm meant to do this just because it felt very stifling, even though mm-hmm. I love the message of the company I was working for. So I was like, what can I do where I'm going to travel? And I just went to Google and I saw teaching abroad and I was like, hmm, maybe I should do that. <laughs> so I decided to go move to Thailand to teach English for a little bit just because I knew I wanted to help people. And I wanted to travel because at the time I was, I got a job right out of college. So I was like, I don't know, 24 when I went over there. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I just don't feel like at this age, I should be sitting behind a desk. Like I want to be seeing the world. I have a huge thirst for travel and adventure. So I I just went and did that. And it was incredible. It was life-changing. That's why I talked about driving those Revels because I used to own a motorbike over there. That was the way you would get around traveling there. Yeah. (laughs) It's such a different life. I lived near the beach. I taught high school kids English and their, their grammar knowledge was better than ours ever was. Cause I don't know about you, but I did not learn a lot of grammar as a kid. <laughs> oh, I didn't either. Trust me. Right. I'm like, did we learn any grammar? I don't remember that, but yeah, it was crazy. I used to teach myself the grammar before I would, I would teach the students. <laughs> uh, see, I, I thought about doing that, but I was thinking, I was like, man, if I did that, those kids would come back with a whole <laughs> I would, I would teach them a whole different language. They'd be like, what? They'd be like, what? No, no. It, teaching is is a it's such a rewarding job, but it is a lot of work. There's a lot of lesson planning that goes into it because a lot of schools will give you textbooks, but they're not enriching in their lesson planning. So you kind of mm-hmm. have to like get creative about how you want to make kids, and kids engaged. Um, but yeah, it was a huge learning process, but it was so rewarding. I met a lot of cool people out there and a lot of people that I know that still live there. But yeah, I, I decided to move back to New York because I wanted pr- to pursue the arts and I knew New York City would be a great place to get some training. So I was like, I guess I should go home and get on that. Yeah. <laughs> so and, that's what I did. And what was it like living out in Thailand? I mean, I mean, I know I know you yeah. said you on the beach, you, you're yeah, yeah. and all you that, know, but what was it like living there? It's so different than America. I mean, New York, I mean, New York is a special breed. People in New York are very in your face, um, no nonsense, direct. Um, and in Thailand, it's a predominantly Buddhist country, which means that they're very much, um, not about having public displays of affection. You do not ever see Thai people yelling at each other in public. It's like way more private of a culture. Um, and coming from New York where everyone is loud <laughs> and like, I'm walking here. Like that's kind of a stereotype, but like that does Wait, happen how <laughs> I'm walking in, you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like people think that's what New York is like. And in many ways, it kind of is. Like, you will see people getting mad at, at cars for trying to turn too quickly. But people from New York are extremely kind in the in, inside, but a little rough on the exterior. That's what I like to describe New Yorkers as. Like, they will help you in a crisis for sure, but they will mind your their business walking by you as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, but yeah, no, it. it's just totally different than Thailand, which is... So that was a really cool experience because in America, it's not a predominantly Buddhist 
country. So just some of the culture around a Buddhist country was really like enriching and cool just to be in a, such a different space than, than New York was. And everyone there is so kind and hospitable and generous and kind. And so it was just, it's such a beautiful country and the people are so wonderful. And yeah, it was, it's an amazing experience. So if you're ever thinking about it, you should definitely give it a whirl. It's worth to do for a little bit. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> and what was your favorite thing? What was your favorite thing to eat out there? Ooh, my God, that's a good one. I was obsessed with, which you can find in New York, Penang curry. It's so good. Um, it's like this, it's a coconut with a little bit of spice broth mm. curry and it comes, you can get it with chicken or vegetables, but it usually comes with like string beans and there's a little, there's a little spice to it. Everyone in Thailand can has spice tolerance that is like godly. It's crazy. I used to see babies eat actual whole chilies all Are the time. Serious? I swear to God, that's why their tolerance for spice is crazy. I used to cry eating the staff like lunch meat food from the lunchroom because it was so spicy and they would just <laughs> laugh at me because they're like, ah, this white girl can't take the spice. And I was like, you're right. I can't. They truly, their spice tolerance is out of control. It's crazy. And, and what, and what's the most memorable thing about Thailand to you that you don't always mm. stand out to you that you'll always remember Thailand as? Oh, that's a great question. I think I'll always remember just like, one, the beaches. The beaches are the most beautiful beaches I've ever seen in my life. They're like those Dell, like desktop saver pictures, you know, those uh -huh. ones that they have <laughs> that like your screensaver will automatically come up and it'll be like a beautiful beach. Like that's what Thailand's beaches look like. They look like out of a movie. It's like ridiculously beautiful. The water's so clear. But then, so it's a tie between the beaches and just like the calmness and respectful culture there that like is not so opposite of New York. Yeah. Mm. Those are the two things I'll take with me probably for the rest of my life for sure. That, that's, that's actually pretty cool. I mean, I do know what you mean by the screensavers. I mean, especially right? when, <laughs> yeah, you know, because I mean I have a screensaver of mine. mine you mine's know what I'm talking thing. about, right? Yeah. 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 My, that's my, what my, it looks like. <laughs> yeah, my, mine's a sea animal. So I mean it's oh, always that's... it's always different types of sea animals oh, and yeah. different that. And, yeah, I know what you mean. That's the best. That's the best. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. I thought you were. I thought you were calling me out there a quick second. I was like, dang it. <laughs> You're like, remember the seat? No, no, no. no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's a rad experience to have. Dude, at, at, it really at is. At 24 years old, getting out of college, yeah. doing a desk job that you went to school for, when you, yeah. know, you went to school for it to yeah, do. Yeah, for sure. And then just realizing, like, you know what? I want to go, I'm going to go travel. I'm going to go do something different. And, Definitely. and, you know, and to, I call that what I call that. I call that fuck it, you know, a hundred percent because you're, is... just like, you're just like, fuck it. I'm just going to go enjoy my life. I'm going to do me yep. and I'm going to figure everything out, you know, hundred percent. no, that's for sure. A philosophy that I will hold until the day I die, the fuck it mentality. I will adopt what you're saying and say that is for <laughs> sure. Part of my identity. I feel like that's what makes me ballsy enough to pursue the arts. I mean, I just feel like life is too short to not yeah. be seeing what you want to see and doing what you want to do. Like, that's just, I believe that wholeheartedly for sure. Oh no, That's a hundred percent. And that's what <laughs> I did. I mean, that's what I did is when I was, well, I graduated from high school, didn't go to college because I knew college wasn't for me. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, and then I was, living the skateboard life, wanted to have mm -hmm. a skateboard career, you know, whatever. And, you know, I was like, I think it was like 20 years old and I was in Pensacola, Florida. And I was like, dude, I gotta get out of here. I want to mm -hmm. go live my life. 
And what I did is, is saved up a thousand bucks, had a bought a plane ticket, had a cousin that, that lived in San Diego that oh, yeah. never met in my life. Oh my gosh. Wow. I just jumped on a plane with a backpack of clothes and just flew out here and the rest is history. I love it. And the thing is when you take a leap like that, like the universe will answer. That's mm -hmm. what I that's what I've realized, like doing the artist path and going to Thailand, like things will work out when you like put yourself out there to a yeah. certain extent. Like I believe oh. that to be true. And oh, that's 100%. why it worked out for you too. Cause I just feel like when you like take a risk like that in life, like if you're keep yourself open, like the universe will answer. Like mm -hmm. they just will. Yeah. Cause, it's it's, awesome. cause, cause I look at it as like, it's a door, you know what I mean? Yes. The universe gives us two doors. Which door do you want to take? Are you going to take the, the door that you're already living and doing mm -hmm. yep. every day? nine to five, seven yeah. to eight, whatever job hours yeah. you're working, or 100%. do you want to take this other door where you want to just say, fuck it. I'm going to go live my life. And you don't want to live in regret as I feel like that's like life feels like it's long, but already, I mean, I just turned 30 and I'm like, Oh my God, the last three years were so well, happy fast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Not that recently, but yeah, this year turning 30 feels like a big milestone, right? So I'm like, wow. <laughs> Life is moving fast. Like it really is. I'm like, damn, the last three years flew by, you know, right. I mean, especially with COVID and everything, but still it felt like the last few years just went by so quick. And I'm like, damn, I'm glad that I'm like doing the things I want to do. Like, because life moves fast. It does. No, it does. It does. You know, sometimes you just kind of slow down life a little bit and just mm -hmm. kind of enjoy it. Yeah. Because like you said, you know, three years goes past, COVID happened, this happened, that yeah. happened. Yeah. And everybody's life just goes, whoa what happened you know yeah no 100 percent. yeah it's crazy it's and, and and then you came back to thailand and that's yes. when you, that's when you decided i'm gonna do a whole new career change <laughs> yes yes well i was when i was living out there i was i turned 25 and i had a quarter life crisis <laughs> oh you did seriously <laughs> i did i was like oh my god tell me I'm, about this I want to i'm hear 25 this. like i'm so dramatic first of all like i was a infant baby looking back on that idea why did i feel that way it was so dramatic and stupid but i was like oh my god i'm turned i just turned 25 that means like i'm a full adult now like i don't <laughs> that's literally what i thought it was just so stupid it was like if i don't like go and pursue the arts and whatever art i choose like i'm gonna be so old and then i won't make it and like then it will all be for nothing or whatever i don't know it just like lit a fire under my ass and I was like, oh shit, well, I got to go back to New York and like get training and like take guitar lessons and voice lessons because I never went to school for music and just like take what I've been doing in my bedroom and like fucking do this thing, you know? So I was just like, I, it just lit a fire into my ass. So that's why I came back to New York. I mean, it wasn't the moment I turned 25, but around 25 and a half, I came back to New York. And yeah, that's when it, that's when I started taking, I took like every <laughs> art class you could think of. I did. So you're I having did. a mid midnight crisis, like yes. oh, I'm, I'm 25 years old. I'm not married. I have no kids. Yeah. I gotta figure my career. Yeah. I gotta get my whole thing going. Yes. If I'm gonna do music, yes. I, I have to do this. Hundred percent. That's exactly what I thought. That's yeah. so funny. And when's your I birthday, know. by the way? So my birthday is November 25th. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you're, yeah. Um, Thanksgiving, right? Yep, kind yep. Of? Every seven, every seven years, it's on Thanksgiving because it like rotates oh, wow. the day. Yeah, turkey baby, as my mom likes to call it. So <laughs> she calls it turkey day she's like you're a turkey baby i'm like oh you're a turkey baby turkey baby i'm like oh, okay 
<laughs> You're like, thanks, mom. Thanks, yeah, thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me feel good about my life. Now I'm a yeah. turkey. <laughs> so literally. Yeah, I'm always with family on my birthday. That's normally how it goes. And I usually celebrate with friends like either the week after or the week before because everyone's with their family. So yeah. And do you have a big family? Um, I have a pretty big family. My dad's side, well, he was one of six siblings. So there's definitely more family on that side. My mom's side's a little bit smaller. She only had um, one of three siblings. So it became just extension, just a lot more family on my dad's side than my mom's, but it's decently zest. We're okay. loud, so it gets pretty loud at our family well, gatherings. Oh, because you're what, Italian, right? So my mom's side's Italian, yes, and okay. my dad's side is German. So my mom's oh, that wow. Mediterranean, like, fire, as you will, and then my dad's side is, like, the wasp German side. They all live in, like, Pennsylvania, rural Pennsylvania area. My mom grew up in Jersey. So, okay. yeah, yeah, the ta- half Italian, half German. So, so you got the full mix of all. Oh, yeah. I'm just a good old European mutt. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Right? I mean, honestly, why am I trying no, to sugarcoat hey, it? No, no, that's true. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm a, I'm a Euro- Eastern European mutt, too. You there know? you go. I'm uh, like, we're all blend of something, right? Yeah, so. Exactly. We're all European somehow, some way, you know? Uh, truly. So, yeah. For sure, that's what I am. For sure. <laughs> yeah, and I know my my dad's a Russian Jew, and my mom was nice. a um, my mom was a Polish. Okay, cool. Nice. So, so, so having that two mixtures. You got of, a lot of, of Eastern Jew. European in you, then. Yeah. So, yeah. so I call my so I call myself a Julock. <laughs> a Julock. That's funny. People that's look great. at me when they're like, "What's a Julock?" I'm like, "I'm Jewish, Polish, half Polish, half Polish, a Polak and a Jew." You know nice. what you get. You just combine them together. Yeah. What you get? You get a Julock. <laughs> That sounds like a superhero. Right? <laughs> oh, good. man. If I was good at art, I could definitely draw that. Right? Like something on a, like I'm picturing a suit with the, that written in the middle, and you're just in like, the, have a cape. Exactly. He throws, he throws conditions at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> yeah, exactly. You're, you're picturing that right now, right? Yeah, 100%. That's, I have a full image prepared in my mind for that. And, and, then, and then, then he like shoots out uh, muscle balls. and. Oh, and... God. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. I'm surprised that hasn't been created yet. Uh, and someone's I'm pop- sure somebody... Somebody, somebody has, right? Oh, somebody's going to listen to me or somebody is putting out in the universe. Somebody's going to steal it one day. Damn it. Yeah, right? You got to patent everything. I know. You, you got to. <laughs> Can't keep up. It's too much to keep up with. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so, so singing in yes. the bedroom. That, that's, bedroom. that's what I want to go to. Singing yes. in the bedroom. That's yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was nervous about it for so long. I think I just saw... Well, first, I only learned four chords on guitar, right? Since mm-hmm. I didn't go to school for it. But I used every variation of those chords and I just I just saw it as like very therapeutic for me to just I always have have been had uh, melodies in my head and so it just became a way for me to like get those melodies out with that guitar so I have like voice notes from years ago that are just such crap of me playing guitar super badly and like singing over them or whatever and I just like kept doing it and I never like took it seriously and took lessons until I came back from Thailand. And that's when my skills started to improve tremendously. I took like songwriting classes and all that, but it definitely was a thing that started out as a very much therapy for me as a way to like, almost like, almost like how people keep journals and they write in their journals. I would Mm -hmm. say that was like an equivalent where I would be 
writing about if I was stressed about something, about any family issues or relationship issues or whatever it is, all the, the growing pains that we experience in our youth where we're just trying to figure out life. So it definitely was a way for me to just get through stuff in my bedroom, basically. Mm -hmm. And, and how did you, when did you pick up a guitar? How old were you picked up a car? So like, how old are you? Your senior year of high school. I was 18. Mm -hmm. I was 18 when I first took like a class in regards to music. It was okay. like a music class in my high school. I forget if it was songwriting or guitar or what it was, but that's where I learned the four chords. And that's when the songwriting started because he asked us, the teacher asked us to write um, a song for class. So that's where it kind of all started. And my mom had an old guitar from like the seventies. So I was just using that for a while. Um, so yeah, that was, that was like kind of the start of it. Although I did take a few uh, piano lessons back in the day. Cause my mm. dad was like, you should take piano lessons. And so like <laughs> I did, but I, I was so lazy about practicing. I was never committed to it. Um, and I would just memorize all the pieces I would learn. And my teacher always knew that I was just like bullshitting through it. And so I only did that when I was like 10 for like, I don't know, a couple months. So it didn't really stick. Um, and then only with guitar, I don't know. I think I've always kind of loved the way the guitar, guitar sounds. I just think it's the acoustic guitar is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so I think it just pairs really well with songwriting. So that's kind of how it evolved. That's pretty awesome. I mean, I, I can't. I mean, I'm. I, I mean, only thing I can play is keyboard. I think my nice. mom, my mom when I was young, my mom had me. Uh, I want to say I don't know what old I was, but I think want to say high school maybe or middle school. No, oh. high school, and had me do uh, keyboard lessons, and I did it for a while. And the only nice. song I learned how to play, and I remember how I can still play, is that Snake uh, O'Connor song. Um, oh yeah, which one? Uh, the, the most famous one I can't think of right oh, now. Oh, God. I recognize uh, the name, and I'm trying to remember, too, and I can't remember now either. It, it's the song that they, that's, that's everybody knows. That, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The that's awesome, that knows. But that's the only song I know um, I can play, and but she you know, laid the teacher taught, teach me like 50,000 things, but I couldn't even know. Remember You're like, that. yeah, it's not sticking. Yeah. yeah no, I, I regret it now. I'm like, damn, I should have, I should have stuck with that <laughs> because now <laughs> it feels like, you know, I'm playing with musicians that have been doing this since they're like five. And I'm like, Oh, I've been doing it like seriously for like, I don't know, almost five years now for sure. But before that, a lot of these people have been playing that I know since they're like really young and I'm like, Oh shit, I got to catch up. But mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? I don't regret the path I've been on. I've, had amazing experiences to get me here today. So I don't regret oh, it at all for sure. No you, no, you definitely did. I mean, like you traveled to Thailand and yeah. teaching kids and, yeah. you know, eating, cur you know, Pad Thai curry or whatever that curry yeah, was, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and like exactly. working, and working in parent, parenthood. And, yeah, yeah, and, for sure. Doing that. So, I mean, you learned a lot in life. Oh my God, that. for sure. So much life experience. For, yeah. For, I almost feel like being, for almost being 30, you have, accomplish a lot in life that most people have not accomplished yet it's true yeah no when i think about it like that i'm like yeah i guess i have done a lot of stuff <laughs> <laughs> you know you forget sometimes what you do until you like list it out but but just but playing guitar in your bedroom singing i mean i'm, yeah. I'm still stuck on that I, yeah i'm, I'm, I'm visual this like you yeah. just, and then the guitar just ding 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 yeah no literally that's exactly what it was i think a I just, I don't know. I fell in love with it. And I think I didn't expect it too, because it kind of snuck up on me, right? When I first moved back from Thailand, I was taking, 
acting classes. I took improv classes. I took um, a couple music um, private lessons just to like feel out the vibes of everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think I just like soon realized like I didn't really love improv that much. It was really fun just to like goof around and stuff, but I don't know if I wanted it to be my career. I did really enjoy my acting classes, but I don't know. I think I just realized I had a knack for songwriting because I could chug out so many songs so quickly. And it just, I don't know, it felt the most fitting at that moment. And who knows, maybe I'll get into acting one day, but like my mom did. But for now, I feel like the songwriting thing is definitely my gift. Um, Did you you do any shower singing? Oh, definitely shower singing. You did? Of course. (laughs) Of course. That's a rite of passage. I mean, everyone does shower singing, right? (laughs) Uh, I I don't. I don't shower singing. No, No. No. I know. Um, I, I, I never tried. I never tried. I never tried. Try it. The acoustics in the bathroom have make you will make you sound great. And and then and yeah, they say that. And then when you go out and do karaoke, <laughs> you're like, oh no. You're like, oh no, this is not working. <laughs> did you do karaoke before or after you did all this stuff or what? You know, it's so funny. Once you like take something that you're like passionate about and you're like, I'm gonna make this a career and make money off of this. It's like it changes your perception around it. And like, definitely I've done karaoke before. And like, now that I do karaoke now, I'm just like, oh my God, like, do I have to take this more seriously? This is such a weird, like added element of pressure. But I feel like karaoke is just for shits and gigs. Like it's just supposed to be for fun. So definitely done it as well as the shower singing. But it's weird how when you try to like monetize an art form, how it makes you like constantly see it in such a different light than it used to be, you know? Cause before it was just me playing in my bedroom for, just me and now I'm like okay I'm sharing this with the world and I'm trying to make a career out of this and who's going to be listening and how can I monetize this and how could this be good for content and videos and da 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 so it's just a weird transition of your brain to go from that but it's important to like maintain that like original love for it right because that's what the creativity is but when you make something into a career it like changes it a little bit so it's a it's a weird balance to maintain for sure no, it definitely is 100%. And, and like, did you do, like, while you're singing and practicing in your room yeah. and all that, did you do, like, live Instagram or live streaming? Or did you have your friends watch you and stuff like that so you can get practice? Yeah. No, I definitely, when I first did a couple, my first couple shows, I think I had, like, some friends over and I was like, all right, I'm going to do my set for you. And <laughs> you tell me what you think. Like, be brutal. No way, really? Be I did. I was shitting it. I was so nervous. <laughs> because you know when you're like in an intimate space it's almost more intimidating in like a in like a living room to be like showing your music to your friends like being really vulnerable because my friends when I first started doing this had no idea that I was doing this because I was kind of private about it like I really Mm -hmm. wasn't showing lots of people and then when I came over town I was like all right well this is I'm a singer songwriter now and they're like what I was like (laughs) yeah Are they, are they touching? Are they touch, uh, touching your temperature? Make sure you're not. No, drunk yeah. Or I mean, I guess they weren't that shocked, knowing that my parents are both artists. But at the same time, they were like, "Oh, okay." Like, I think they knew that I did it a little bit in my bedroom and like the roommates I had in college at the years. They definitely heard me, um, like singing in my bedroom. Um, and I actually dated a guy in college that like gifted me my first like microphone to record with, which was really, really? sweet to like. I mean, not that I was at that time really diving into recording on like any DAW or music recording platform at the time. I kind of was just like, oh, that's so sweet. And I just like didn't like really because I was intimidated with like recording music at the time. Now it's a much different 
space that I'm in, but like it definitely shocked some people around me a little bit. And then I started doing open mics and that's when I started meeting other people that were like-minded in that world and like wanted to do music too and that kind of thing. But I also just saw from reactions of the audiences when I would play my songs that people would be like, come up to me like, that's a great song. And I was like, oh, maybe this is something I am good at, <laughs> you know? Cause you don't know until you start sharing your things. Yeah. Like if it actually is good, you know? So that's when I started realizing, getting feedback from people that it was working. You know? But were, were your friends giving you the honest truth or were they doing that? <laughs> oh, you're great. Yes, yes you're awesome. Love oh, God. it. You know, when I first started doing shows, I think I was really nervous between what to I didn't know what to say between the songs because uh -huh. there's a little bit of a natural banter real that quick, like, real yeah, quick. This, this, you mean shows, you mean in your bedroom or you mean the actual <laughs> on a stage? I mean, on a stage, you know, okay, like, have okay, you been, okay. you've seen artists perform. Sometimes they don't even speak at all between the songs. Mm -hmm. Um, but when I was first starting out, I was like, nobody knows who I am. Like I should be introducing myself, talking about my music. So my friends were kind of shitting on like what I was saying in between the songs. They're like, you're being real awkward. You're talking too much or like whatever I was doing. I was being like word vomiting, you know? So they were like, you gotta reel that in a little bit, which I did. <laughs> and it, it's taken some like a lot of practice to figure out exactly what to say and how to build that rapport with the audience and draw people in without like killing them with a lot of words, you know? Because you don't want to like talk too much. So it's, it's really a delicate dance that I feel like I've nearly mastered now, but it took me many times getting up on stage in front of people to, to get over that nervous, like talk, you know, yeah. because it can be nerve wracking to get up in front of people, Trust especially, me, I, you I know, know, like it's, it's a nerve wracking thing, but just oh. like anything with nerves, the more you do it, the more you practice, like it actually gets a little bit easier, but there's still always going to be a little nervous. Oh no, trust me. I know that. Cause I mean, you know? I, I've, I've been doing my, my, uh, other show for six years and I'm still nervous in front of cameras. Yeah. It, it, it'll, and you know what? It'll never go away. And that's what's so crazy. And I would imagine like the people that are selling out Madison square garden, like even though they've done a million shows, like hundred percent, there's a little bit of nerves in them right before they go on. And for me, yeah. every time I get on stage, it's that first song that I'm always nervous for. And then I'm like, Oh, okay, this is cool. I can do this. And then I like relax <laughs> and then I can do the rest of the set. But every show I'm like that, I'm nervous for the first song. So I think it's just, you get used to being nervous, right? Yeah. Yeah. You definitely do. And do you remember your very first show? Like how, <sighs> like how, like take us back to that day of your first show. Yeah. My first show. So I, that was in what year was that? Oh boy. So I came home from Thailand, I think in 2018. So I think it was early in 2018. And that was like, right when people were like, oh, you are trying to be an artist now? Like, we'll come out and see your show. Let's see like what you doing because no one, like I said, everyone was like, what? And since I grew up in New York city, I returned to New York city. I had kids from like high school and like growing up in New York that like people like came out just to, cause they were curious. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I just went up there with me and my guitar. Um, and I think it went okay, <laughs> but I was for sure nervous. Um, yeah, but I had a great time and a bunch of people came out and like it's just like every other show I was I was I was even more nervous for that one. Probably like half of the set I was for sure crazy nervous. And then by the end I was like, oh okay, this isn't horrible. This is kind of fun. And yeah. then it kind of melted away the nerves. But yeah, I was for sure shitting it. For sure. <laughs> so <laughs> well, your nervous. Hands, 
Or your hands sweating. Oh my you know? God, hands sweating. My fingers were like nervously like twitching. And holding <laughs> oh, no. a guitar, you cannot, that doesn't Twitch. work with, with that well. You need your fingers to be calm. You're like this. Oh, did I put the other one on? My hair oh, was good. Hundred <laughs> percent. All of the nerves. And it's I, it's so crazy to think back to that. I was like, I was so nervous. Oh my god, so nervous. Did, did you forget any lyrics or anything? Or oh, or for sure. Lyrics? I'm sure I forgot a lyric. And I probably made up a lyric. You did. Oh, for sure. Because I was so nervous that I forgot lyrics, and I just made up something or whatever it is. So nervous. But you know what I realized? I, that's how I knew that. That, that I was growing and pushing myself, right? Because when you're nervous, that means that you're like pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. And that to me, I think is the definition of growing. And and I that's how I knew that I really gave a shit because I was like, wait a minute. Like I haven't, I don't, I never really got that nervous public speaking and like school or whatever, but I also didn't really care about whatever I was doing with that, like on a mm -hmm. deep level. But for my music, since it's such a vulnerable act to like, show your soul which for me my songs feel like my soul to show your soul so vulnerably in front of people is nerve-wracking at least for me i have a hard time feeling vulnerable with people so i i knew that i was pushing myself in in a good way so i knew those nerves were like a really good thing for me and a, and a direction that i wanted to keep pushing myself because it meant i was growing which mm -hmm. i'm i'm always trying to grow and get better that's like something i want to do with my life for sure no, and, and, and that, you know, obviously true. I mean, being nervous is, is like a good way to, to help you and realize like, wow, man, I am stepping out of my comfort zone. I am stepping out yeah. into the real world and people are going to see me, either going to love me or hate me, or I don't yeah. even know which one they're going to do. hundred percent. Know? Yeah, no, but that's, it's important to like have moments like that in your life. Cause if you feel like, and that's what I realized, like every other job I had up until that point wasn't pushing me in that way. Cause I mm -hmm. wasn't nervous in that way. And I was like, well, that's pretty remarkable to feel that level of nervousness because I've other things make other people nervous too. Right. But I, I just, I don't know. It just really showed me that I was doing the right thing. Yeah. And how do you write your music? Do you write your music from like, from life experience or other oh, people's yeah. life experiences? Like, Take us to how you write your music. Yeah. So it really depends on the song, right? I think in the beginning, it was definitely a stream of consciousness type of lyric writing. But now, um, after, after I've taken a few songwriting classes, I've learned that there's so many ways to write songs that like are important to like exercising the muscle. And like something that I learned so valuably from one of my classes was that it's important throughout the day. Like if you see like a odd pairing of words together, like in an advertisement on the subway or like in a conversation or a concept or a metaphor that you hear throughout the day, it's good to just jot it down because it could be used for a song later. If like later in the day that you might want to write. Um, mm -hmm. But a lot of my songs have been through personal experience. A lot of my lyrics are kind of written from this like storytelling um, type of way, which most of my songs end up being like that. I really like um, imagery metaphors as, in my lyrics. But yeah, most of them are all about um, personal experience. But there have been some songs that I've written that I try to comment on like societal issues or things that we all might experience. And they're not as directly closely related to my personal experience, but I know other people that have gone through things that are similar. And I found them something that we could all relate to in a song form. And, so yeah, um, I, I can't write music, so I, I, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> you really could. Have you ever written a poem before? 
Yeah, I've written a poem. Okay. Yeah, it's I not got... too far off. Now, I've written a poem before and, and it got nominated and all oh that stuff. Oh my God. Okay. Mm-hmm. What? You're acting like you're not out a, an artist out here. That's amazing. Well, I ain't an artist. <laughs> <laughs> Writing poetry is fully like, could be considered lyrics. Yeah. I, I try to write poem here and there, but then I just read it and I'm like, eh, I don't like it. I'm throwing it away. Oh, I know, dude. Yeah. That's, it's good to be a critic of your own work, but it can't be too much of a critic. Then they never uh, create anything, right? Oh, I'm a huge critic. Of huge critic? Work. No, no, yeah. I am too. That's something that I'm definitely trying to work on is being more gentle with myself because it's so hard to be like nice to yourself with everything that you do artistically, you know, it's, no, it's, it's no, a it's, tough road. It is, but I, I've been better at it. I've been really better at it. You That's know? good. Yeah. Cause it doesn't get you anywhere too. You know, when you're like, this is shit, this is shit. It's like, okay, well now I'm nowhere. So I have to be like giving myself a little grace Yeah. to try. And- right. Cause we all suck at something in the beginning. Exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. No, it's true. Definitely true. And, 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 how, and how do you compare your music? Is it like yeah. pop? Um, is it hard yeah. rock? Is it classical? Like what's, yeah. what's your music like? So, so other, so yeah, other yeah. people know what it is. For sure. So my EP, Firescape, it definitely is a compilation of a bunch of genres. As we've talked about, I'm heavily influenced by some artists from the 60s. So I would say my sound is like indie folk, jazz pop. If I could blend all of those together, I feel like I'm influenced by folk. I'm influenced a little bit by soul. Um, and so you're going to see elements in my music from like funky 60s vibes to like contemporary pop um, mixed with an indie artist, right? Because I'm a singer-songwriter at heart. So it's all under the umbrella of singer-songwriter for sure. And the more I write music, the more it'll be a tapestry of genres that I'm influenced by because I'm ever changing and ever growing. And I feel like to put it all in one box is kind of hard. That's why I like to draw like four genres of, of, of music to sort of like pave the way of this path that I'm currently on, but it's definitely a blend of those genres for sure. Under the, all under the umbrella of singer songwriter, right? So it's storytelling through the lens of just an acoustic guitar playing singer songwriter, you know? Yeah. And and to your EP, I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's a great, congratulations on that. Thank I mean, you. Thank you. Like what, April 8th? Uh, yeah, I had my EP release show on April 8th and it released on April 6th. So it's been out for a couple weeks now. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and can you tell the people what the name yeah. of the EP is? So my EP is called Firescape. Um, it's the title track of the fourth song on the EP, Firescape. Um, it's kind of an ode to my childhood since I grew up in New York City. I uh, started, um, I would play on my fire escape, which is silly as that might sound because I didn't have a backyard. (laughs) So I would be out on the fire escape as a kid playing games. I'd have playdates out there sometimes. And I would, as I grew, and I I mentioned I took that songwriting class in in high school, I would bring out my mom's guitar out to um, the fire escape and I would songwrite out there too. So it became this like safe space for me for my creativity. Um, and I thought that was a good metaphor for my first EP, right? Since this is my first album that I'm releasing as a body of work, it felt like I was paying homage to my childhood fire escape, as well as just the direction of the music that I want to be writing. So it's a four songs and they're all kind of a compilation of like, I would, what I would describe as the full human experience of what it means to be a woman today. It talks about coming of age and sexuality and heartbreak and love and just 
the full tapestry of what it means to be a woman. So it's called Firescape. It's been out for a couple of weeks. And excitingly, this Thursday, which is already Tuesday, so in two days, I have the Firescape music video coming out. So really? that's pretty exciting too. Yeah. Which is, of course, takes place on my fire escape. And I went to, over to my mom's and I <laughs> recorded on it. All my neighbors are probably just like, what is this crazy girl doing? <laughs> <laughs> were, yeah. were you dancing on it? Were you dancing oh, on the fire 100%. Escape? I was dancing, oh, I can't, I can't moving around. It. It's like a very, like, it's just paying homage to growing up in New York City um, and falling in love with your fire escape and it becoming your like peace and tranquility. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. I can only imagining what my neighbors, I mean, my neighbors always saw me out there probably when I was younger, but if it's still the same neighbors, then they're probably just like, what is she doing? <laughs> you probably, they probably put pictures up, took pictures of you on Instagram. Like, look at oh, this God. hundred percent. <laughs> Do you know that Instagram page? There's one where it's like, um, what is New York? I think. And people will literally film, other people in New York doing weird projects. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, 100%. It's so funny. And I'm like, I wonder if that happened to me. But Have you seen knows? yourself on her yet? No, no. That'd be sick if I did. No. <laughs> but people like will film people like on rooftops and they're like, we'll be filming some funny video or whatever. Yeah. It's absurd. But yeah. That's funny. Yeah, but, one of the, funny. But, but one of the songs that I like, me personally, yeah. I liked was actually the Subway DMs. Yeah. <laughs> That's a and, and what I got from that song, it was basically, you know, you know, it was a man or a woman getting DMs on the subway yeah. or, 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 or sitting next to a cute guy or a yeah. hot woman 100%. And, 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 and you build a relationship. And then once the train stops and then, you know, the guy or the girl leaving, they're like, Hey, yeah. here's my Instagram. DM me. That's what 100%. I got. From that song. And, I, and, I, and I like that song, you know, yeah, that's yeah. Not a good song, but, but what's your, take on that what why did you write that song honestly i at the time was in that phase where i was like okay i'm gonna try to take any lived experience i have and make this into a song hold on and wait 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 wait. you had a subway dm experience <laughs> oh this is based on a true story no way. okay I, I'm, I'm gonna hear this <laughs> so i was taking the train home it's literally the could not be more accurate of the story and i saw a really cute guy across the way and we we're like looking at each other and i was like i think we're like, you know, when you're looking at someone and you're making eyes at each other, it's not just like, oh, we're just like kind of looking in the same direction, but you're like, oh no, we're looking at each other. And we like actually came, he came over and we started talking and uh -oh. I was like, oh my God, this is great. Whatever. He's really cute. And I'm thinking it's going to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're already visualizing flowers. Yeah. Money, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is such a New York thing. Oh my God. Seeing each somebody cute on the subway. This is crazy. Is this and a I movie? Think I, literally, I felt like this was like a movie. At the beginning of a rom-com or something. We get off the train, and I, I think he went to, the, like, I transferred to another train. And I was like, oh, like, it was really great to meet you. And he's like, yeah, you too. Okay, bye. And I was like, what? He, like, didn't, like, take a step further to be, like, clearly, which, which we were chatting or whatever. Like, he was like, okay, bye. Like, he didn't ask for my number, didn't ask for any information. What? And I was like, went home, and I was like, damn, like I should have asked for something, but it happened so quickly that it was just because he so, was rushing to the other train. And I was like, Oh, okay. Bye. That's all you, that's all you did. You didn't chase after him. You no, didn't say, Hey, I could have been, no, it was so, this was like a couple years ago too. But then I went home and I was like, Oh my God, this could be a song. 
And I literally just went home and I just, if that song started as me just snapping and I wrote the whole song out in one sitting, which is kind of rare for me to write it all in one sitting, but it was just so easy to recall the story, right? Cause it literally just happened. And I just wrote it out all in one sitting. I was snapping and then I went to my band and we like talked about it. And then we kind of came up with that concept and that groove. And then that's how it came to be. <laughs> but yeah, that was based on a true story. So have you been on the subway to hoping to see that guy? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. That's the truth of that. I mean, after I wrote that, a hundred percent for sure. I was like, maybe I'll see him. Maybe I'll see him on this train. Like, da, 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 you know, but there's so many people in New York, you know, you <laughs> You never know what. Hey, we put it you out know? there in the universe. We put it out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what you should do is just play that song every time you go on the subway. Just have ah! it playing. And that way he hears it. And he's oh, like, no. and he'll come up to you and say, Tess, <laughs> is, that, is that me? Did you write that song about me? That is amazing. I'm dead. Yeah, no, it's fine. No, I'm happily in relationship now, but this was a couple of years ago. But yeah, no, imagine if I saw him, that'd be crazy. You would mouth would drop and be like this. Oh like, my god, I would be shocked. I, I don't even know what I would do. And then they'd be like, hey, by the way, I forgot to give you my DM. Yeah, right. It's so funny to think that like now I'm on the stage singing that song about this random guy and like I'll never see him again. <laughs> oh, but that's oh. what's awesome about songwriting is that like every experience can like be a song if you make it into one, you know? And, and another song that I like was Heart yeah. Attack. Oh yeah, that's a good Tell one. Tell me about that one. That one. That one was a labor of love to write. That took many drafts, um, many rewrites of the lyrics, because sometimes when you write a song about heartbreak, I mean, it's been done before, right? There's been many songs written about heartbreak. And I wanted to write something that would feel a little bit of a unique spin on the song, on the concept, both lyrically and melodically. And yeah, it just, it was about the first love I ever had, which of course, you know, when you're young and you have your first love, it feels so dramatic and deep and like, you'll never love again. You know, like it's so great that like looking back, I'm like, wow, I was, that was not that it was silly, but like those feelings, I'm like, they were just so intense because it was your first. Right. So yeah. it's, it was a, it's a fun one to sing as it brings me back a little bit, but yeah, that one's a, that one's a fun one for me for sure. Yeah, I remember my first love, man. It was right. Yeah, we all was, can remember our first loves. Yeah, I was young. It was, I think it was like summer of 1975. No, I'm joking. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't 1975. <laughs> I was born 1975, but no, it was like summer of like my, I think I want to say my summer, my seventh or eighth grade. Oh, yeah. that's young. Yeah, she was, she, uh, when the funny thing is, is I met her through a friend that I was. You know, we're young. We're yeah, for sure. Girls and you're de talking different guys and whatever, you know. And like, but the funny thing is, is me and her, I, met, I was talking to her friend and then I introduced, got introduced to her friend, but we never met. We always talked over a phone. Oh, we, we would talk over the phone every night, every day, all the time. And we just all talk. We just talk, talk. It was love talk, love phone, I guess. You yes, yes. And, and oh so we God. would talk and talk and talk. And then one time I think we, she lived, she lived in another town that was like 20, 30 minutes away uh -huh. or 20 minutes away. And so she would, we made a time where she could make to, to the mall. Right. Meet at the mall, and then somehow we didn't end up meeting at a mall. And that time there was no cell phones because you couldn't get hold of anybody, you know? Yeah. 
So, but we still talked and talked. And then one day, once I think it was the end of the summer, she was like, Hey, I'm moving to Ohio. Oh, no. I was like, All right, cool. And then, (laughs) and then, you know, all right, cool. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, I was was bummed about it. But then, but she called, but we talked the last, the last, right before she drove away, you know. So, oh, my God. And and the craziest thing is, I haven't, didn't hear from her for a long time. And then I get a letter from her. No way. Yeah, and then we we've got in contact again. Oh my god! We have things rekindled. That seems this seems like romance. No, I'm, I'm single. I'm single. Oh, it didn't <laughs> work. Single. But no, but but no, but we uh, but no, we um, yeah, we we talked and then also we just grew apart. Never talked yeah. to, to each other again. You know, so oh. that was actually my first true love. I could say, you know, yeah, especially like you really got but to we know never her met. as a That's person. The part. That's so crazy. Right, that is wild, but it can yeah. happen. Hey, yeah, phone uh, calls, deep conversations happen on phone calls. Real vulnerable stuff. Yeah, they do. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm they dead. Do. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> no, but um, so one of the questions I want to ask you is, yeah. is how do you like women? In the music in the music world, do you feel yes. that like it's very tough for women to grow in this industry, or you think it's more easier? Mm. Mm, that's a good question. I mean, I think something that I've noticed is that, at least in New York City, is that I feel like it's a very male dominated uh, profession. Musicians, that is. Um, there's a. I do feel like I know a decent amount of female singer songwriters. Um, but I do find that a lot of the musicians I play with are men and that I feel like it's hard to find um, a lot of female producers and audio engineers. So it does feel like the majority of the people that I work with in the industry are men, mm-hmm. uh, which more power to them. But it would be nice if there was more variety of women within the industry. I think that as a woman, it can feel like you're climbing a ladder a little bit at times. Um, and it just would be nice if we had more diversity within New York city, at least that that's the music scene that I'm in where there I'm, I'm able to meet a lot more female bass players and drummers. And I know they're out there and I'd love to have like an all female band. That'd be sick. But my band is, that'd be so sick. Right. Um, but I'd also do know that because I didn't go to school for music, that my, my scope and, um, like network of musicians isn't as wide as those that did. Cause a lot of people have a similar track of either they go to Berkeley or some music school in New York city. And then they know a lot of musicians from that. And I'm sure that would increase my range. So I've had to find a lot of my musicians from going to open jams and open mics, which is a totally effective way as well. But I do find that it does feel like I'm sometimes the only woman in the room and it would just be nice to feel like it's more evenly divided for sure between so, so, in the professions, you know? Yeah. So, so you're saying that New York is more guy, man, um, music way, you know what I mean? Kind more of. Way. Yeah. I feel like I haven't met a lot of like female audio engineers, like at mm-hmm. all, actually zero. Now I've followed someone on Instagram that like um, are quite popular and like getting to work with them is a lot harder because a lot of them are signed to uh, record deals or music publication places. Um, 
but yeah, it seems like the and there's broad spectrum of it is that there's a it's a very male dominated field in the audio engineering world. So it'd be nice if it was more diverse because I obviously with my history and my background with my degree, I I'm all about empowering women. Um, so it'd be nice to see more diversity for sure. Um, and yeah, I think that as women, we face some extra pressure maybe to look a certain way or be a certain weight or look young. And with that's just like across all spectrum of the, of the arts in America, especially I think yeah. women have pressure to like look young and look a certain way. Um, and social media has definitely not helped that. I think that there's like a lot of like trends with like those filters and all these things that like give pressure to like look certain way physically and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I think it's, we do, we do live in a bit of a patriarchy, so it's, it's constantly a bit of a struggle, but just like everyone else in every other profession, you know, you just have to work hard and, and break down those barriers, unfortunately, you know? Yeah. And do you feel like if you ever come to L, like LA or out this way, you think you'd be more accepted as a woman singer more than in, in New York? Um, I think I'm like accepted as a woman singer here. I just think it's like when I go out and meet musicians, I feel like 95% of them are men. Mm -hmm. And I'm finding that I don't find a lot of like female musicians that aren't singers. I feel like a lot of them end up being singers or mm -hmm. songwriters. And then I'm not finding a plethora of them that just like play instruments. Um, and I know they're out there. I just, at least that's my from personal experience, but I don't know how it'd be in LA. I'm sure it'd be similar, but <clears throat> there, I know there's a lot of songwriters out there as well as musicians. It's just like a matter of finding them and building those connections, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot. Everybody comes out here. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. I guess there's a nice weather too, for sure. Yeah. yeah nice weather. I mean, the, and you know, the two big industries or three big industries is Miami, New York, yeah. And, and LA. So those three are like the biggest for all types of industry, music, acting, oh, for whatever, sure. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I, mean, I mean, you could definitely, you know, Chicago's up there. Chicago's getting up there too. Yeah. I've heard um, Nashville. I mean, yeah. Nashville obviously has their own industry and a little bit of Austin, Texas now too. It's like, oh, Austin's like a mini, they say Austin's like a mini New York city. Yeah. It's crazy. I've never been to Austin, Texas. I've never been to Texas, but I've heard really cool things. Yeah, so I, I never check it out. Yeah, I've never been there either, but I mean, I saw this. I uh, saw this. This uh, I went to see this. My buddy's band, um, Big Gig, um, Big Gig, mm -hmm. and they're performing with this girl from um, Austin, and she was amazing. I was just like, "Whoa, I, I never heard of this person before." <laughs> amazing, yeah. There's and, so much talent. It's crazy. And and she and she had like, dude, she I don't know all the good type of guitars she had, but she had like. A double guitar bass or double guitar oh, wow, thing, that's sick. and like five different guitars all laid out that each one that she's gonna play. And I was just like, "What, dude? This girl kills it, dude!" Yeah, that's amazing. That's you so know, sick. But yeah, I'll be. I mean, I have a lot of respect, you know, for all types, you know, music, you know, yeah, women, sure. guys, whatever, you know, because to me, I'm not a musician myself, and I have a lot of respect for musicians and. I, to, to go out there and sing in front of millions of people or, you know, put out a record label and, and do this and do that, do that. It, it, it takes a lot, you know? Totally. Yeah. You know, a lot of respect for that. You know, and I wish one day, I wish I had grew up with that talent because 
Hey, man, I'll, I'll be up there with you guys. Hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. But, um, okay, so where can people find your EP? Yeah. Do you have a website? Do you have a um, social uh, platform? Yeah. Spotify, so I'm in the midst of, of making my website now, but I have on my Instagram, I have in my bio a whole list of where you can stream my music, but it's available on all streaming platforms. So if you listen to iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you find your music, you can look it up. Um, my Instagram handle is Tess Elena Music. Um, and there you can find where I'm going to be posting my music video, as well as many plethora, plethora of content and videos around <laughs> my EP. Um, and on TikTok too, for sure. Um, trying to get better about posting on TikTok. <laughs> oh, I, I'll do TikTok, so you, you don't feel bad. Okay. Don't feel bad. Uh, there's just always something new to be like pushing your stuff on, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can find it wherever you stream your music, you will definitely be able to find it. Um, yeah. And I'm excited to share the music video and just keep writing new music and building my career. And do you, what do you have planned for 2023? Any tours or anything or what? So not at the moment have I pl actually planned. I'm in the midst of scheduling some new shows coming up. I just booked a show um, with Breaking Sounds, which is like a music um, promotion, um, company in New York city. And I'm doing a show with them on May 18th at Cobra coffee in New York city. Um, and I'm working with doing like a monthly music gig at one of my restaurants called Poco restaurant in New York city. And yeah, I'm like in process of figuring out doing like a mini tour, maybe somewhere on the East coast. So, you, gotta yeah. come out, you, gotta, you gotta come out to the West coast now. I should, right. I would love that. You, yeah. you, should do, you should do a winter tour on a website. <laughs> That's a great York, idea. Get out of New York City for this winter and come out here. Oh, yeah. No, I would love that. That would be great. Yeah, no, I definitely want to start playing shows at venues outside of New York and just expand my horizons that way. For sure, that is a goal of 2023. So watch out. That will definitely be happening. All right. Cool, cool. <laughs> And then um, one last question. Yeah. What do you say to the upcoming musicians that want to be Ooh. where you're at right now? Amazing. I would say the best thing to do is just gather a bunch of information. Figure out a community that you can be a part of. Find other people that are trying to do the same thing so you can have allies working and grinding in the same area that you are. And also just like building that community. So going to open mics, going to jams, finding, taking classes and songwriting, um, honing on your skill, right? Making sure that you practice and making sure that you're creating what you love, right? I think that's like super important to not like worry so much about like how you need to be sounding and making sure that your sound is, is who you want to be. I feel like that's really important as an artist in today's world, right? right. So that's, right. that would be my advice. <laughs> that's an excellent advice too and also too i mean look you know you went didn't go to college for this but you're you're doing it without that's right college you know it's true yeah so i it just shows that like your path doesn't always have to be exactly what you expect and you can always start over and you can always try something new and to basically live without any regret and be fearless with your choices 
because you only got one life to live, baby. Fuck it, right? Fuck it. Hey, the fuck it. That's it. That's hey, it. You, you're going to say that from now on. You'll be like, no, I know. I it, literally have 100%. You're going to be like, hey, guys, we're going to go on tour, but you know what? Fuck it. We're going to go to the West Coast. We're going to yeah. go to Seattle. Fuck yeah. it. We're going to Canada. We're going to That's go right. That's right. You want to go to Australia? Fuck it. Let's go. Fuck Australia. it. Let's go. 100%. Yeah, totally. Well, I love it. It. <laughs> it was amazing talking to you. Your, your voice. Your singing voice is amazing. Thank you. Um, your your EP is great. Um, it's definitely out there, and you know, and I'm so happy to sit down and talk to you and Hi, learn yeah. about your life and everything. And and yeah. I wish you the best of luck in 2023 because you. Yes. you know because you got the great personality that you're going to conquer a lot in this world. Awesome! Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. I really appreciate it. No problem. Well, you take care of yourself. Okay. You too. Thank you. All right. All right bye. Bye.